0: Hello, hello, hello. Hope you guys are doing well. We'll let some people jump on here. Hopefully you guys have been well. I'm not sure when I last posted. I wasn't sure if I was going to do anything today. I was thinking about maybe tomorrow. But, um, I don't know. I just felt from the Lord just to go ahead and just do it. Um. So, anyways, let's see, jump in with a little word of prayer. (coughs) Holy Spirit, we just thank you for this time set apart. Lord, we thank you that, God, you're doing a mighty work in the earth, and Lord, we thank you that, God, um, you're about restoration. Health and healing. So, let's see if some people jump on. All right. Anyways, our God is Yahweh. Yahweh brings the increase. Um, I guess what I was kind of thinking about earlier today, um, I was thinking about... Um, famines, I was thinking about this time that uh, we're in right now and I think overall we can sense that there is a lot moving and shaking in the earth, there's a lot of things happening um, behind the scenes and um, I think a part of what's going on now are people are putting um, putting the pieces together i um, sort of figuring out um, that there's something that needs to be kind of said about these things. We need to understand what's going on. Um, a lot of what I've seen, what I've experienced is that I've gone to church, um, you know, and I've had great times of worship, but I've waited um, or I've looked out for certain things to be said. I've been keeping my eyes open, you know saying to myself, um, I hope they talk about this or I hope they say this thing, you know? Um, you know, that's not the job of the church right now. Um, I think the church is a good place for people to fellowship. It's a good place to have community. But I don't think that, um, many of the churches are operating, um, sort of in that Rick Warren model. Um, and there's lots of great models out there, lots of good churches out there. But, um, What's going on? I hope you guys can hear me, by the way. Um, if, if anybody's in there, you know, jump on the chat and say what's up. Um, I'll say, yo, how goes it? Um, but the church is, you know, the church age, um, it's coming to a close. We've talked about that. A lot of people are talking about that already, or at least they're saying that in, um, in different words. Um, some people are denouncing the church, which I'm not, um, promoting. I think that the church will still have a place, um, in our near future. Um, I just, you know, even in revelation, you know, Jesus talks about the different churches, so the church will be there, but there are different churches and they're differentiated by their fruit. I wanted to start off. Um, I will be reading some scripture, but I wanted to start off with, um, it's one of my favorite books. It's a book by uh, Walter Brueggemann. Some of you guys might not know him. Walter Brueggemann, uh, he wrote this book called The Prophetic Imagination. And um, this is what he says. And he says, the prophetic community might ponder what the preconditions of doxology are and what happens when doxologies that address this one are replaced by television and jingles that find a singing consumerism ideology to ourselves and to each other. In that world, there, be, be, there may be no profit and surely no freedom. In that world where jingles replace doxology, God is not free, and the people know no justice or compassion. The energy of Moses' doxology includes the speaking of a new name that redefines all social perception, a review of an unlikely history of inversion in which imperial reality is nullified. Obviously, that is not the kind of history taught in the royal court school, and asking for the enactment of freedom in dance, freedom in free bodies, that Pharaoh could no longer dominate. And we may ponder about the loss of freedom for our bodies and about the ideological dimensions of the current wrath about human sexuality. What's up, Eric Moran? A culmination of an enthronement, the assertion of the one reality Egypt could not permit or tolerate. The Lord will reign forever and ever. Exodus fifteen eighteen. We must learn that such taxologies are always polemical. The unstated counter theme, only whispered as always, and not Pharaoh. This is the prophetic imagination, and I think that's why um, what's happening is happening. Um, people from all over are coming to spaces like this and proclaiming our God is Yahweh, and our God is Yahweh, followed by our God is not. Um, the systems of education fame and notoriety money is not our god um having forms of religion without any power is not our god having people represent us in the seats of power but they can't save us they're not our god and i think because of um the drought that's in the land people are thirsty wellsprings are scarce and it's not a coincidence that many are being touched with the anointing to prophesy and proclaim his word Yahweh is God, to help give an imagination to the physical and spiritual matrix that's been overlaid. So what seems supernatural to many, to us it's natural, it will become natural. It should be a natural occurrence to us to have God bring food to us when we're famished, wealth transfers when we're in time of need, um, our oil jars never running out, for the prophet to come into your house even over the airwaves, and speak a blessing that could change the atmosphere of your house. One thing that the Lord put on my heart was that as we see famines, we understand that before the famine came, there was something going on that produced the famine, okay? Um, something in the ground, something in the air, there was a lack of water, a lack of nutrients. Something caused the famine, now a lot of the times when you see before the famine happens god is displeased with something that, that people are doing all right and not all the people okay there are always holy people in the land they're um doing what's right by the lord but th- there's a lot of people who keep going um with the grain instead of against the grain right the person that I'm that's pictured actually in that little um picture that's elijah okay if you guys some of you guys guessed it And in the last days, I believe Elijah's are going to be brought up. Okay. Now, if you know Elijah, you know, his name even means Yahweh is God. Okay. So that's why my, my mind and my heart kind of went towards this. And a part of what his commission was, um, he had two, um, two awesome things that I, I feel like is happening right now. Um, he headed up a school of the prophets. Okay. And so the school of the prophets, um, and this is what the Lord put on my heart years ago. Um, I was, um, wanting to get in with people that were seeing these things. I would tell everybody about everything I was seeing, what was happening to me. I was having visions. I was having dreams. I was seeing, um, a lot of things where our business would prosper. I was seeing a lot of things where marriages were being restored. I was seeing things like I was hearing revival, you know, and then, um, Bethel came out with that album and revivals in the air, right? Um, A lot of groups came out and um, started changing the airwaves like Maverick City Music. God bless them. They've gone through a little bit of a shaking, haven't they? But um, what's happened though, is as we've come into um, these famine times, there's a separation, just like in Egypt. Just like if there's a, um, if there's plagues that come upon the people they don't hit the believers. I'm going to say it again. For all the um there's a lot of people that are talking about we're in a great reset and it's going to be horrible. Or we're in a gr- and these things are going to happen. Yeah, those things very well might happen. Hello, Cindy Letterman. These things might be happening, but they're not happening to the people of God that wait on the Lord. So there's always a differentiation. And I believe the Lord uses that. Just like the people of God, the, Is- the Israel of God, the plagues didn't touch them. They were set aside in Goshen. And that was a sign. Okay. That's been a sign for many times, many throughout the years. So the school of the prophets. And also um, what he did was he was going to expose the false prophets. Okay. That's another thing that's happening right now. So you we keep watching. We keep looking to the Lord to say, okay, what are you doing next? How am I to pray into these things? Um, uh, how am I, what am I supposed to keep myself clean in or abstain from? Right. Um, we saw a lot of people uh, cutting their Disney accounts, right? Why did they cut Disney? Well, it was not just the entertainment. A lot of us know that Disney has been pretty, Tied in with some occultic stuff for a long time, okay? That's just one of many things, though, right? We're keeping our eye gates clean. Our kids are not taking in that information. That's just one of many ways that the enemy's been getting into our houses. I used to watch Tonda Disney when I was a kid. So I'm not saying that I'm perfect or anything like that. What I'm saying is now we know, okay? Now we know. Now we know why there's a famine in the land, right? We know that the people... We're not getting good things fed to their kids, for instance, right? Now we know why um, when the housing markets go down, right? Well, the banking systems have been fleecing people for a long time. Now we know why there's a family. Now we know why um, there's a chip shortage, right? The way that they've been doing business is not holy and righteous, right? So the Lord exposes these things. The prophets speak out about it. And then what happens? We um we look at what the Lord is doing. We proclaim what he's doing. You guys, I believe a lot of you guys are prophetic people because I think you guys can catch my drift when I say these things. It confirms a lot of what the Lord is doing in your life. I don't think I'm saying anything new. I think I'm just confirming things to you. And you're like, yep, all right, it's on, right? And that's what this is about. Um, this was a big, uh, an idea I had was that people could come, be refreshed in this space, but also have confirmation what the Lord's doing. Um, sort of like the Wealth Transfer, Shiba Inu, XRP, XLM, all that stuff. I go on other people's channels and I check them out. I see what they're talking about. Um, there's a sister named Camille. Um, she said a lot of things that I believe um, are pretty spot on. A lot of brothers and sisters have said a lot of things that are spot on. Um, I can't remember their names right now. I think I, I list them all out one time in one of my videos. But um, And they're, they're making the shift. They're not just talking about wealth transfer. They're talking about character building. They're talking about preparing in this season and time. I'm hoping you guys can hear me right. Awesome. Exodus now. And, and so you know what I'm talking about. You know, the the problem is that when you go into these circles, you go to your Bible studies, um, you get with your friends and they're good, godly people. So they have, the, you know, they have great intentions. But you talk about these things and they're like, what are you talking about? You know, um, why, do, why do you think Disney is a Satanist? You know, have you guys ever heard of a guy named General Aquino? Right. This guy rolled with Disney. OK. Have you guys heard about how many people have gotten lost in disney or how much trafficking goes on down there right it's not a coincidence you know um i went to disney okay i'm not saying i didn't go i'm just saying there's some weird stuff that goes on down there and we have to understand that something is in the works where god is exposing these things and saying look i'm bringing a famine to these things okay not to my people but to what these things represent in the land okay so we declare what can't be seen in the natural. In the natural, we're used to seeing false prosperity. We couldn't see the roots way back when because a lot of what they did was in the dark. But I believe now as the enemy's kind of ramping up and he gets kind of like, um, you know, you could think, okay, why would Satan rebel against the Lord? You know, it's that mindset, right? It's the mindset of the enemy and the enemies of the Lord to where they think they can get away with these things. And they live in an illusion. They have an illusion that God went to sleep. A lot of them, a lot of people have an illusion that God's dead, right? But that's not true. Obviously, we know that. So they've stopped doing their deeds in the dark, and they've been in broad daylight now, manipulating manipulating money systems. I mean, um, your boy Brandon, um, his son left his laptop, two laptops, and i don't know if it's on fox news but it's definitely not on the other one um the nn and you know what i'm talking about it's not on that channel but there's some stuff going down okay and he might be the fall guy all right and the big guy might be the fall guy next okay well um you know i don't want to you know get too into it because i you know i know a lot of people have their feelings about political stuff um uh, i'm not hey i call it for what i see it so i apologize um You know, it is what it is, but um, there's things being done. All right. And it's coming out. I believe the famines came as a result of the false reliance on what men could seemingly do for themselves. Okay, so a lot of people we forget. Okay, people forget. We don't make the seed sprout. We don't make the sunshine. All right. So to both the unbeliever and the believer, it will be made known that God and God alone creates the harvest. He creates the breakthrough. He creates the harvest. Okay. We will all be astonished. I have no clue what the transfers, what all of this stuff is going to, what's going to look like. All I'm saying is I built and I got ready. Okay. When it's going to happen, who knows? But Ecclesiastes says this. Ecclesiastes 315 says what's happened will happen and it's going to happen again. Okay. So. What I'm alluding to, though, especially while I use that picture, is that was a three-year period, okay? There was a famine called. He he said, look, no rain, okay? Ahab was going along with what uh, Jezebel was talking about. Hey, let's do all these uh, sacrifices. Let's put up these Asherah poles, all that stuff. And he was basically a eunuch. He didn't stand up for what was right, all right? There's other famines in the, in the Bible. We see Abraham goes down to Philistine, land of Egypt, the days of Isaac, um, he had to go to Gerar, where he became rich and powerful after, as a result of that, we see another famine, um, in the New Testament, right? Acts 11, 26-29, Um and you know, and the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch, and in these days came prophets from Jerusalem into Antioch, and there set up one of the one of them named Agabus, and signified by the Spirit that there should be a great dearth throughout all the world, which came to pass in the days of Claudius Caesar. Then the disciples, every man according to his ability, determined to send relief into the brethren which dwelt in Judea. They sent relief. Okay, how would they have the resource to send relief? So I believe God was providing for them, too. 1 Kings 17, um, 22, God tells Elijah to call for the famine. He's provided by for the ravens. Then a poor woman of faith, uh, or not of faith, um, but she believes, she has faith and believes, for three years they're provided for, there's even a resurrection there. Okay, there's a key part in there. She says to him, you're God. Okay, so the people of the world are going to be astonished. They're going to see you guys being blessed, and we're going to be able to bless. Okay, we're going to have fresh water. We're going to have living. We're going to have living water. We're going to have the bread of life. Okay, now I don't know what this is going to look like, but I believe a lot of things. These things are happening already. If you look around the world, that you look at all these um, these strikes, you look in India. You look in all these, man, they're tearing down barricades. They're going crazy, man, because the, the, the what they're seeing is that the people of, of, that they put in power are not actually there for them. Now, a lot of these places, they don't have the Lord. Um, and some of them, you know, so there's maybe little pockets of Christianity there. Those are the people they're going to turn to in their time of need. So. I wanted to get to the scripture. Um, I wanted this to be short. I didn't want to go, you know, it's late. I didn't want to, you know, but I did want to read a little scripture from Second um, Kings, because um, I think uh, this will kind of speak to some of the stuff that we have as an opportunity for us in the U.S. to break the cycle. Um, it's not until these last couple of decades that we've seen some of these things pushed back. Um, I think God wants to use the U.S., um, we haven't been a per- perfect country. Um, you guys know there's some Freemason, um, agendas some Freemason, Masonic roots in our country. It is what it is. Um, I think we can, I think as Christians, we have more power, more anointing, more authority to, you know, take those astral poles down. Um, we're going to have to ask ourselves, whom will we serve? You know what I'm saying? So I- I'm declaring, decreeing, um, when I go into my times of prayer, um, That if there is a famine in the land, there will also be a time of prosperity for those with a faith to stand in the gap, to speak the truth at the necessary times, make bold moves concerning how we worship, where we worship, what we partake in, what we take into our eye gates, the music we listen to, um, and more importantly, how we love. I think that's what sets us apart. Um, That's what Paul said. That's what a lot of um, the brothers and sisters say is how we love. Because... I think it's gonna it's gonna set us apart when um, previous generations entered into their time of prosperity. Um, Even look at the prosperity gospel, for instance. A lot of those brothers and sisters um, they bought up jets, bought up million dollar mansions. You know, hey, if you want to buy a house, all that good stuff, that's on you. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? But I don't even think I would need a jet. You know, it's just me and my wife and my kids. What do I? I'll, I'll fly coach. I even, first cat, first class. That's cool. But I don't need a jet. You know what I'm saying? And hey, they need a jet to get around. That's on them. That's between them and God. But I, you know, it just kind of creates a little bit of um, a discrepancy. You know what I'm saying? With all that we got going on and the way that some of the brothers and sisters lead the churches. I believe those days are over because that's not feeding the people. Okay. Um, yeah. So second Kings 23, how you guys doing anyways? Um, uh, yeah, 45. Yep. There's a lot of stuff going on with 45, a lot of stuff being uncovered. A lot of truth coming out. The the swamp is being cleaned up for sure. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of things that are coming to pass. Um, a lot of people that have, are survivors are coming out. They're telling their story. Um, a lady there's a lady that you guys might like. Her name is Jessie Zebatar. And um it'll blow your mind some of the stuff that she's seen. Because she was she got out when she was twelve and she was involved in um government projects. They were using her and they use kids right now too. Um kids are very susceptible to the spirit realm, um, and they use trauma. They use bondage, um, and they they use them for practices to for whatever. You know what I'm saying? Um, if, if look, there's a lot out there that you guys can check out. Um, but it's sad what they're doing. Um, the the was it the child the child services and all that stuff is crazy what they're doing with the kids. So um, especially kids that are unwanted. Um, and there's a lot that goes into that. Looking at the elites um With the whole um, The Clinton thing Everybody knows about that That's craziness too So that stuff I believe that stuff's going to be exposed I just think that be- There's so much heat On some of those people That want to expose this stuff um, You know I-, I believe it takes the hand of God To move in their lives To protect them Because um, If that stuff comes out It'll break a lot of mindsets I believe that for sure And it's going to throw things into a little bit of a chaos for a second. Yeah, and that's true. And it's it's so funny you said that. I was in a Bible study. My wife and I were doing a Bible study, and um, this lady was talking about how she went to Albania, and she was kind of helping out with people that were sex trafficked. And this lady just chimed in. She was like, um, she said, actually, the the lady was saying that over there they take the kids for harvesting, and they kill them. And a lady chimed in into the chat and she said, no, actually they harvest first and then kill them if you catch my drift. So they do that first because that's a part of the whole process. When you do that, that raises the levels in the body and then you can harvest the stuff. That's the same thing that's in EpiPens, by the way. So that's why they do it. Anyways, that's being exposed. So. And 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 actually, what I will talk about will kind of go into that too. So this and this is funny. I, I honestly didn't mean to go into this, but I'm glad you 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 said that. So Second Kings twenty three, and this is how I believe things are going to get taken down. Now this is a this is a very literal thing that happened here in the Bible, okay, King Josiah. But we're going to be seeing these things happen in the spirit realm, okay? So the king called together all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem. He went up to the temple of the Lord and the men of Judah, the people of Jerusalem, the priests and the prophets, all the people from the least to the greatest. Okay, you catch that? So the men of Judah, the people of Jerusalem, the priests and the prophets. Okay. So apostles and prophets, priests and prophets are going to be coming up in this time right now and proclaiming his word, proclaiming that our God is Yahweh and not the systems. Okay. And let's see, I'm going to skip down a little bit then. The, let's see, the king stood by the pillar and renewed the covenant in the presence of the Lord to follow the Lord and keep his commands, regulations, and decrees. Okay, so we have consecration. Let's see. Then all the people pledged themselves to the covenant. The king ordered Hilkiah, the high priest, the priest next in rank, and the doorkeepers to remove the temple of the Lord, remove from the temple of the Lord all the articles made for Baal. Okay, and Asherah. So this the other night I was talking about Baal. I was talking about that was Pharaoh's God. Okay. That was the God that he felt was going to deal with these Egyptians. We're looking here at Jezebel and Ahab. It's the same thing. Okay. And I believe that's the same thing that's over our country right now. If you look at the back of the dollar, there's an eye on it. Okay. That's a Masonic symbol. The Masons get a lot of their occultic symbols, their practices, pagan practices from the Egyptians. Okay, they believe in Horus and all that stuff. And when I say they believe in, these are real entities, disembodied spirits, demigods. Okay, so these aren't fairy tales. They're actually doing real things, getting real results, getting real power. Um, they're not as powerful as our God. We have nothing to be afraid of in the name of Jesus pray the blood of jesus over all you guys even right now if you guys are dealing with this stuff or seeing this stuff or encountering this stuff or trying to figure this stuff out but we don't have anything to be afraid of okay our god is more powerful than all this stuff okay so anyways um let's see this is what josiah did and he did uh, he burned them outside jerusalem in the fields of the kidron valley okay and it took the ashes to bethel so the Kidron Valley, that kind of popped out to me. I said, where's the Kidron Valley? What does that mean? Kidron Valley actually was where Jesus um, prayed um in Gethsemane. That name means it's its the Valley of Decision. Okay? I believe we're in a Valley of Decision. Okay? Mm-hmm. Pretty simple, right? So he did away with all the pagan priests appointed by the kings of Judah to burn incense on the high places of the towns of Judah and those around Jerusalem. All right? He took the Asherah pole from the temple of the Lord, burned it ground to powder and scattered the dust over the graves of the common people. It's crazy stuff. He also tore down the quarters, the homes of the male shrine prostitutes. So a lot of the times when we have pagan practices, there's male prostitution. Now, when they say male prostitution, typically it's boy prostitution, little boys, little young men. Okay. So this is what's going on. Even now, a lot of politicians they're married. Um, they have wives in the media for their little photo ops, but they're ordering up little, little. Okay, you catch my drift? Because that's a part of the practices. Okay. Um, and let's see, they did away with the pagan priests. What else did he do? Took the ashra pole. He ground the powder. Oh, and and let's see, which were in the temple, of the Lord, and where women did weaving for ashra. So it was men and women. Okay. Josiah, um, there's something in here. Oh, yeah. He burned the incense to Baal, and they were making, doing all these things to Baal, to the sun, and to the moon, and to the constellations to all the star hosts. Okay, that's what's going on right now. Josiah brought all the priests from the towns of Judah, desecrated the high places from Jeba to Beersheba, where the priests had burned incense. He broke down the shrines, at the gates, at the entrance of the gate of Joshua. Although the priests of the high places did not serve at the altar of the Lord in Jerusalem, they ate unleavened bread with their fellow priests. OK, and that gave me sort of an image of um, some of our brothers and sisters that sort of take church for granted or they take their their place as a priest in the house of God for granted. Um, I myself, I I. I didn't want to finish seminary. I felt like the Lord told me to not so I can get a little badge and a certificate is more of to understand what's going on in the churches, to understand what God wants his next generation to understand about the history of the church, but also the history of the office of the pastor. Because I believe a lot of people, they would, you know, like these brothers here, they would eat the unleavened bread. They forgot about what this all was about. OK, what it's about being a pastor or being a shepherd or being a preacher and teacher is to equip the next generation or to equip the brothers and sisters to do the work of the Lord. OK, we're not here to get another degree. OK, we're not here just to get book knowledge. We're not we're not libraries of information. OK, um, the, the Bible is a glimpse into the heart of God. It's a glimpse into it, the heart of God for his people and for a generation of people and for all of humankind. But it, it's not, um, it's not a motivational time. Okay. Yeah. I feel good when I go to church, I get in the presence of the Lord, but I can do that at home. You know what I'm saying? It's a place of fellowship. It's a place of consecration as well, but that's not where we get all of our, our meat and potatoes. That's not where we get all our bread for lack of a better term. um, yeah. Yeah. I'm reading the comments. Yeah. They will be exposed. They will have. Thank you. Yeah, Cindy. Yeah, So much being a thank you. Yeah. Praying for those involved in need protection. Yeah. There's a lot that need protection. I tell you what. And um, as they come out, my prayer is that they get their voice out, but they also have protection because a lot of these brothers and sisters, what happens is they'll, they'll say something and then they get shut down. If you notice in the news, a lot of the times what happens with these people is they end up committing suicide. Okay. They're not the ones though that are actually doing it obviously, right? Like the brother that um what's her face? You know who I'm talking about. I'll call her HC cuz I'm not trying to get this shut down again. I'm going to be speaking in code on this channel because I believe we can still get the message across if you know who I'm talking about. But there's a there's a body list, okay, for, you know, an HC and BC and um whoever was connected with those folks. You know, you know what happened to him. Okay, so, you know, I don't know how you end up found under a bridge or in a hotel with your hand tied behind your back and it's a suicide. But, hey, we'll call it for what it is. But anyways, and and that's sort of what happened with a lot of these brothers. That's why, you know, it's funny, Elijah, I think about Elijah when he went running. You know, I read that that passage every time and I'm like, dude, stand your ground. You know what I'm saying? But I tell you what. When you get in that situation is some scary stuff. We're talking about the king of a whole land who has hit men and all sorts of stuff. I would have ran too. I kid you not. Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. But it's, it's just interesting to think about. It's a scary situation because those are situations that are so out of the norm. Okay. These are, these are unforeseen times we're coming into, right? So when these brothers and sisters come out, man, you cannot imagine what happens to them, how people start showing up. Um, things start happening in their lives. It's crazy. So I feel for them. Um, let's let's move on through Second Kings. Um, let's see. He desecrated Topath, which was the valley of Ben-Himon, so no one could use it to sacrifice his son or daughter in the fire of Molech. So there we go. That's abortion right there. People in that time were aborting their babies. I'm not sure if you guys knew, but they were just having babies. They would have them and put them right through the fire. They wouldn't even name them or anything. That's a common practice, uh even throughout the Roman times. Um, all the stuff they were doing, they would just, whatever. It didn't even matter. Okay? Now that our times changed, we're more civilized, we had to come up with a formal system to make it happen. But where do you think those babies go? Right? We have to think about that. So Josiah smashed the sacred stones, cut down the Asher poles, covered the sites with human bones. Even at the altar at Bethel, the high places made by Jeroboam, son of Nebat, who had caused Israel to sin, even that altar and high place he demolished. He burned the high place and ground it to powder and burned the a pole also. All right. There's a lot of crazy imagery, but this this is the last one. Okay, Josiah slaughtered all the priests of those high places on the altars and burned human bones in them. Then he went back to Jerusalem. Just like it was just another day at the office. The king gave this order to all the people, celebrate the Passover to the Lord your God as written in the book of the covenant, right? And, you know, and I missed this part though, I wanted to read this. The king asked, what is this tombstone I see? So he had, he was looking around and saying, burn that, take that, da da da, get, just clean it out. And he says, what's this tombstone here? And the men of the city said, it marks the tomb of the man of God who came from Judah and pronounced against the altar of Bethel, the very things you're doing to it. He said, all right, leave it alone. Don't disturb his bones. All right. So interesting thought. So this says about the Passover, this time that happened here, and I believe this is where we're coming. Not since the days of the judges who led Israel, nor throughout the days of the kings of Israel and the kings of Judah, had any such Passover been observed? All right. That's where I think we're going. Okay. Now, a lot of brothers and sisters have been saying global revival, global outpouring. Um, we're talking we've in this we're current state. We've been talking about wealth transfer. Hey, I have been I've been thinking for a very long time and I've been seeing things happen in my own life. I mean, maybe you guys have been seeing some interesting things. Yes. Yes. Amen, Cindy. It doesn't come through the seminary. It doesn't come through, and that's the one thing. That's why they call the seminary a cemetery because a lot of people think that when you go there, you get the knowledge. It it makes you appointed, right? But the anointing and the appointment they come from. Um, they come from the Lord. They come through the Holy Spirit. They come through a heart that is after God. They come through a heart that wants to be used by God. I totally agree with that. Um, and so you guys you guys see it. You guys have been living it out in your life. I'm sure you guys have been seeing a lot of things happen in your lives that have been miraculous. You've been seeing God's favor move in your life. I don't think you guys have seen anything yet. I think that's what I've been seeing as well. And I've been hearing that from the Lord as that you haven't seen anything yet, right? So instead of us seeing, okay, there's something coming, let's hunker down I want to operate in our greatest gift, which is the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is our strength, right? Because if the Lord's moving and he's doing a mighty work, then we're moving and we're doing a mighty work. I think sometimes we operate in this place of seeing things and we run. Okay. We run and hide. Okay. It's okay. Elijah did it. I might've done it too, but I'm feeling like, okay, you know what? This generation has to make a stand. We have to make a stand. Other people are out there doing their thing. The 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 least I can do is to love on people that I meet, I come in contact with, um, share what the Lord's putting on my heart any way I can, whether I'm in public or in this type of space, and just flood the waves, flood the airways with the truth that Yahweh is God. Our God is Yahweh. Yahweh brings the increase. Okay, and nothing from this world is anything that is is going to bring us that blessing, right? So we're in a time of a world of a formless void. Okay. The word of the prophets and preachers will desecrate the profane things that have been erected in the land. The famines represent disorder in the systems we've mentioned. The year is disorder in the ranks of those who are given authority in the land. Okay. The church and the world were built for yesterday. Okay. There's nothing wrong with the church. Um, and, and I believe that the Lord is always about restoration. Okay. So, um, if you want to go to church, that's cool. I still go to church, nothing against you and all that stuff is it's cool, but don't look at the church to have all the answers and the church might let you down and the church might be a dry place for some, um, uh, there's some great churches out there, some better ones than others, but don't be surprised if you start to see that it feels dry. Okay. It's just okay because it was built for a different time. It was built to get you saved. Okay. Um, Billy Graham, when Billy Graham came through, he would tell the churches, get ready for an outpouring. You know, when Billy Graham went through a town, they wouldn't receive Billy Graham. Isn't that crazy? It's not until the 60s and 70s that they received him because he was getting notoriety and he was on TV and he was on the radio and all that stuff and meeting with the president. But when he would back in the day, when he first started, he said, I want to come in and I want to do a revival. And they said, who are you? You know what I'm saying? He's like, oh, I'm just going to do revival. And trust me, a lot of people are going to get saved. And they're going to need a church home. You know what I'm saying? And the church, they say, well, we don't need your help. We're good. You know what I'm saying? He's like, okay, you know. But think about it. Even now, if if a church gets filled up, if, say, everybody on the street you met got saved, where are you going to send them? Okay? Okay. Um, I might send them to my church and I might send them to another church that has a younger group or something going on, or they might have discipleship actually going on, discipleship groups. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's a tough, it's a toss up, right? Um, I'm just saying it's nothing against the churches, but I'm just saying it was built for another day. It was built to get people saved, built to keep people in the pews, um, even as the years going on, built to keep people entertained. Okay. Built to have a a certain type of sound, built to have a certain type of music. Now, if you notice, there's a move of God that's happening, even with our music that, um, the, the soaking worship people don't seem so crazy anymore. Right. Because the spontaneous worship is coming along. Um, there's worship songs where there's not always words. You know what I'm saying? There's a chance to kind of move into the spirit, move with what God's doing. You know, it's kind of weird for some people. They're listening to like, where are the words on the screen? You know, but that's happening because sometimes it's just a speaking in tongues. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's just an utterance of the spirit that needs to move through you. All right. Um, not to say there's anything wrong words. Okay. I'm just saying, I'm just saying things are changing a little bit. Okay. Um, and even with our, our prophetic words, all right. Most of the time we'd go to Matthew 24 seven and be like, it's rooms of wars, it's wars, wars, everything's going to heck, and we're just, we just gotta get out of here, right? But we don't finish the verses, alright? The end is near, or end is coming, but it's not yet, alright? And, and we still have work to do. We always have work to do, okay? No matter what it looks like in this, in the natural, in the spiritual, God is doing something, alright? He's calling us to partner with that. He's calling us to partner with him, his angels, all of the kingdom, all right? We're about that. We're kingdom people, okay? So it's not just about the church. It's about the kingdom, okay? And there will be a known difference. That's why when there's a famine and people are thirsty looking for stuff, there's a known difference. There's a known difference in the way you live your life, okay? No matter what's on the news, did you hear about that, da, da, da? It's like, I don't even know what's going on. How are you so happy all the time you know oh my god jesus you know and it's like there's a difference okay the plagues will separate the flaming famine will separate but it's really the holy spirit that's separating you you're already been consecrated you're already separating yourself from the things of the world and it's pretty awesome now you even even noah right i love noah noah built an ark when god told him it was going to rain they say, hey, there's no rain. It's never rain. What does that look like? You know, the water was coming up from the earth. The kingdom age is one of rest. Noah's name means rest. Okay. So where we prepare a place for the Lord to rest, we will watch him work from a place of rest. There is always a portion that is after the heart of rest. Okay. Now, that was, I wanted that to be short. Um, yes praise to the most high I just wanted to bless you guys just fruit for thought just fruit for thought you know what I'm saying as we're going through these times just to encourage you guys like it's not as it's not as bad as it seems there's a famine in the land there's you know the banking great reset all that stuff you know it was weird stuff that's happening they're not even making cars again you know what I'm saying or whatever for this year they're not making cars and then one state they're like all electric cars you know but there's no electric you're like what are we gonna do right um some places are like well there's war over here so we can't have grain over here we're like we have all this land what are you guys doing we have all this fuel what are you guys doing yeah 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 you're right and that's totally true cindy um there's been a hiddenness the lord has told me to um when would be, you know, I don't know what the heck's going on with me and all these interesting people that are on here. Um, I'm just obeying, um, you know, because like I said, I didn't want to finish seminary. I don't know why, but I believe there's there's something happening where the people of God that really have a hunger for him. They're going to be ushered back into the churches to have a voice and um, there's going to be something on them. There's going to be an anointing that they have to speak forth words of knowledge, but also there's going to be what the what the people see. Okay, so what the people see in the natural will allow them an entrance into the gates of the church. But then once they get into the church, it's almost like a Trojan horse. They got the kingdom on them, so then they start pushing the kingdom back in, out of what the you know out of a, a um, let's see a, a wine skin that's been renewed and restored, right? So they have the fresh water off of their lips. They have the you know they have the love of Jesus, right, radiating off of them, and they push that back out. All right. And you can't deny that when there's healing, like when there's uh, signs and wonders, when um, when revival hits and people don't even have to lay hands on people anymore, they're just speaking forth a word of blessing and it comes to pass over people. That's that is gonna thank you, Cindy. That is going to that that trumps everything, for lack of a better word. Right when there's a sign and a wonder that has nothing to do with everything that we've seen work up until that point in time. Like, um, for instance, when we used to do our worship, we used to have to get real loud, right? I used to feel it when I, when I would be, um, playing worship, playing bass or playing drums. I used, we'd we have to get, you know, we used to get it in and we we're like, Oh, the spirit's picking up because we get it in, you know? But then it started to be where I could also get in the spirit of the Lord with a contemplative, Just, you know, real, um, what's that lady's name? Julie true. She's cool. Um, Laura C. They have all these awesome names. Check those ladies out. They have some spontaneous worship. Um, it's very, it's beautiful. Um, as spirit led, um, uh, legacy Nashville is another one that, that the Lord put on me, another lady put, um, put me on, um, in a Bible study, um, and yeah, the, um, Nesbit was it, I think was it James Nespit, I think his name is. Um, just some awesome people out there. Just check them out. Um, you know, when you guys go to worship and pray, um, just get in the spirit and just, you know, whatever happens, happens, but just spend time with the Holy Spirit, spend time in his presence and start to use your imagination, um, to get into the spirit realm, what God sees is showing you in the spirit realm, work on that. If God, you know, when I did a prayer the other night, I didn't talk about it, but, and we might do a little one tonight, but, um, a manual prayer is a form where, you know, it's God with us, right? So a lot of the times God will allow you to see something beautiful happening in the spirit, or he can remind you of a time where he met you personally. And when that happens, when the Lord can remind you on something, then you can use your imagination um to start to pray on that thing or to start to see that in the spirit. when I'm going to see what Jesus is doing with that. Right. That's how you start to jog your brain um, to start to mesh with what's happening. Um Yes. Amen. When the great awakening happens. And yes, and everybody, and you know, even the people that, you know, that don't get it. You know, what I'm saying, Lord, have mercy, because. I was right there up until four years ago. i tell you what, there were, there were people that I looked at and I said, you know, I love the way they worship, but I can't worship like that in in public. I just don't want people to think anything about me or I don't want to get kicked off the worship team for being too crazy. You know what I'm saying? I literally used to think that, you know, and I'm a black dude, you know what I'm saying? Which is crazy. You know, most of the time, Nobody was saying anything, you know, but I didn't want, I didn't want the people to be thinking that, you know, I had gotten touched by the Holy Spirit or, you know what I'm saying? I was one of those, you know, that does all the conferences and all that stuff. But now I'll tell you what, I really don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I could care less. You know, in fact, I want people to ask me, why do you worship like that? Why do you, you know, why, you know, put your hands up. Even that is a crime in some churches. You know, it's crazy. Um, but look, the Lord told me that the, the part of the COVID thing was that the Lord is going to start showing people how to worship in their homes. To make their home a worship space. To focus on the home. To be priests over the home. That, you know, no more will we go to church to get our anointing or to get whatever we needed. That we would get it. We would meet God at home. And in fact, we would bring God with us wherever we went. We'd be getting drenched in the Holy Spirit. And as we got drenched in the Holy Spirit, wherever we walked, we'd saturate those spaces. Just like Peter, you know, where he walked, people were healed in his shadow. Okay. And that upper room is where um, they met um, the Holy Spirit. But up until then, they didn't know what the heck they were waiting for. Okay. Jesus said, go. And they hung out. They broke bread. They fellowshiped. They worshiped. And they waited. Okay. So right now. We're breaking bread, we're fellowshipping, we're worshiping, and we're waiting, waiting on the Lord. Um, amen, guys. Any prayer needs out there, um, let me know, throw them up in the chat because I'll pray over those things right now. Um, anything that you guys are seeing, I'll pray over them right now. That's a part of what I want to do is just do live prayer. Um, and if God shows you something, you know, write it down, throw it in the chat, um, Um, I would like to say, you know, as we pray, you know, imagine um, the throne room, imagine um, a garden, imagine being with him in the garden um, or just imagine being with Jesus in a special encounter that you've had with him personally. That'll that'll definitely um, allow your prayer to take on a new life, if that makes any sense, Um, because I believe that everybody has the opportunity to see in the spirit realm of what he's doing I think we just have to um, find different ways to connect with Jesus um, and sort of cut through and untether from these levels of, um, I guess, uh, you know, how we see this world, if that makes any sense, the matrix that is. So anyways, um, any prayers, anything else? If not, I'll just go in and pray for you guys by name and I'll let the Lord lead. All right. So, Holy Spirit, um, I thank you for all the um, people that did get to view and got to see this, and I pray in the name of Jesus for all the people that will see this in the future. Lord, I'm just thanking you that, um, God these these people will will see you um, move in their lives mightily in the coming days. God, I thank you that these people are set apart and consecrated for times such as this. I want to thank you that um, in this Hebrew year, this Hebrew New Year, God, there are many people who are coming to the forefront that are saying, um, "Send me. Um, I will proclaim your name. I will I will say it with my life and not just my lips. That Yahweh is God. Yahweh is my increase. Yahweh is my jubilee. Um, and in Yahweh." Um, I have all my needs met. I thank you, Jesus, that all these people have seen fires, um, and they've they've seen trials and tribulations, and have not turned aside from their first love. I want to thank you, Jesus, that these people have um, spent time in their prayer closets. Um, spent time in their small groups, spent time at church, praying for the church, praying for their leaders, praying for the country, praying for the politicians, Lord, praying for the prodigal sons, um, praying for their neighbors, um, and just praying to be used, Lord. I pray that in the coming days, um, even tomorrow, that, Lord, they would um, see your favor over their life. Um, I pray over their finances, Lord. I pray that, God, you would... Um, Create great increase through whatever means you want to, whether it's crypto, whether it's, um, the bank, you know, saying, Oh, we, you pay, overpaid us. Our system was messed up. Something, you know, the bank owes you this much monopoly, right? Or Jesus, whatever you want to do, um, we're just trusting that God, you want to bring the people into spacious places that God, you want to bring us out of Egypt or bring us out of Babylon. Um, yes. And, Lord, I pray for an awakening. Lord, I pray for um, the truth to come from the mouths of babes. I I pray for the truth to come um, through YouTube channels. I pray for all the other YouTube channels that are up up here in this space, proclaiming your name, the ones that are just coming out, just throwing it out there, throwing a fleece out, God. I pray that you continue to keep them. I pray, that, Lord, the eyes of those who've had... um, a covering put over their heads or, um, they've been deceived, Lord. Um, you'd have mercy on them. Free them. Um, in the, you know, from, from mind games that are being played from, um, propaganda that's being spread out. Um, Lord pray against all the strongholds that have been set up in the spirit realm by the likes of, um, you know, people like the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds and all these elites that are out there, Lord. Um, I'm trying to play as if they're God, Lord. Um, We pray against all of um, the false gods in the land, the balls of phones, the leviathans, um, the spirit of fear that's come over the church, the spirit of depression that's come over the young men and women. Um, We pray against all the diseases, the man-made diseases that have been coming against the people of God, coming against the people of the earth as well, keeping people from breathing keeping people from having a voice. The Holy Spirit, um, we pray for all the marriages. Lord, I've seen so many marriages um, take a turn for the worse in this time. And Lord, I've seen strength in marriages as well because we spent more time together. But Lord, I've seen um, things go through the fire. I've seen businesses go through the fire. I've seen churches go through the fire. Um, Lord, I know that part of the Elijah anointing is not only that we would prosper, And not only that the people that would take us in would prosper, that, Lord, there'd be resurrections. So, Lord, um, I pray for healing. I pray for signs and wonders. I pray that, God, you would touch all the people that are on this channel and anybody they know. That, God, they would be able to um, be a part of the signs and wonders. That there would be an awakening coming because of the miraculous things that are happening through these people's lives. That as the awakening comes in their homes, awakening comes in their households, awakening comes in their businesses, revitalization, um restoration, Lord, whatever it is that you're going to use, let people see it. And when my brothers and sisters, they say, um, you know, uh, they ask, what happened? It says, well, it's God. yod vav the yod hey shin vav He, Yeshua HaMashiach Adonai. He's the one. We give him all praise, all glory. All praise. Let me show you my Jesus. Do I have to go to church? No, just come on over. Let's have dinner. Let's fellowship. Them not knowing that you've been having church at your home. You've been breaking bread in your home. You've been doing communion in your home. You've been consecrating your spaces in your home. You've been allowing the blood to be over your pains. You've been anointing the door cells with oil. You've been praying on your knees for people that don't even know you. In the name of Jesus So I pray that Lord and Not only these people have an awakening That they would get into the church Get into these temples Get into these homes That are the church That Lord As well as going to these places And, and being with these people That Lord They would meet with Jesus in these people These people are Holy Spirit um, uh, um, uh, Arcs They hold the Holy Spirit their temples of the Holy Spirit when they meet these people they see Jesus I pray that in Jesus name I pray the blood of Jesus over their uh, bank accounts over their cars everything they steward over their marriages over their kids Lord and Lord I pray that they would um, get ideas and creativity for the future so that Lord their angels can step into new mandates God when we step into things you appoint an angel to help that thing move through so, Lord, I pray that we would have creativity. I pray for dreams and visions. I pray for prophetic words of knowledge and understanding. Yeah. Amen. And I pray that for myself. May the Holy Ghost continue to teach me as I walk in His light. Amen. Amen. Well, Holy Spirit, I thank you for all these wonderful people. I'm just so encouraged Um, just to being just to be able to encourage people in any way shape or form i'm hoping that um you guys got something from that i'm hoping um you know if you guys have um you know anything any prayers anything anything that comes to mind just you can throw it up in the chat or or whatever in the video in the comments um yeah in the name of jesus i love you guys i'm hoping you guys are doing well um and i'm hoping you guys have a prosperous uh, rest of the week Hoping God meets with you guys in a new way. Hoping he shows you something cool about yourself. You guys are all blessings. Um, You guys are all purposed. Um, You guys are all tools for the Lord to take down these altars. In the name of Jesus. All right, guys. I'm going to get out of here. Get some Z's. I'm on the East Coast. So, got to wake up and do the daddy stuff. So anyways um love you guys in the name of Jesus um amen 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 thank you guys for hanging out with me